0: It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs with Chris Schubert floating around. We are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. We're brought to you by BetOnline. And look, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on the, on over to the website. Sign up today. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get started. And it's not just basketball. They've got hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. They've even got those Vegas casino games. It is truly your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Thursday. It's Thursday,
1: it's Thursday. I saw that peak. What's going on, brother? How you doing?
0: I am doing well. I'm very excited to talk Combine today on this podcast. And I want to start by saying this. The Combine matters. And I'm really getting sick and tired of people trying to diminish the importance of the NFL scouting Combine. You cannot sit here and be pro analytics and be anti-Combine. That's not how this works. These tests matter. There's qualifiers. And guess what? This is your only chance. This is your only chance chance to test in front of every single coach and general manager and executive in the NFL that at one time, right? You have no guarantee that these guys are going to show up at your pro day. So you want to go out there and perform when everybody's watching? You better compete at the NFL scouting combine. It matters.
1: That's going to do it for today's show. We thank
0: you guys. <laughs> well, listen, man, it's it's been a wild ride here, right? Like with no no, no combine last year, you know, the, yeah. the potential boycott this year, opinions all over the place. Are there things that can be done to improve the combine? Yes. But don't sit here and tell me that you're pro analytics and anti combine because it doesn't work that way.
1: Right. You You can have questions about the correlation between the data you're collecting and finding good football players. But that's always been a Mm -hmm. very layered, nuanced, difficult proposition. Right. But like there's certain thresholds that teams want to see you meet. And, you know, even beyond the testing too, you know, the interviews and the medicals are still very important. And that is the NFL combine from a team perspective. They probably care more about the intangibles and medicals than they do But I mean, think about the last two years of draft processes when that cycle was interrupted and you lost the top 30 visits in 2020, and then you lost the combine this past year. It created this whole mess and dynamic of trying to determine, okay, we have all this historical data that we've been used to applying and maybe it prompted some positive changes within individual teams and in how they process that data and what they look for. But when you have, I don't know, let's say all of your information is written down in Spanish and then you all of a sudden get a book that's written in French. it It's not the same language. So you're not going to know how mm-hmm. to apply the words that are written on the page. Right? So it's the same thing with, pre-draft processes and collecting of data points. You know, if you change the criteria or you change the, the conditions in which those those are collected, that really throws these teams processes for a loop. And some teams have bad process, so it might not have been a bad thing, but some teams have good process and that's <laughs> a new challenge. So I agree with you wholeheartedly,
0: Joe, thank you. Kyle, with another analogy there, uh, <sighs> going with the language comparison. Um, one other thing that I want to say here before we dig into specific players, can you imagine what these guys are going through? Like. From the medical perspective, because that's really the the focus of the combine is the medical piece of it. And all 32 teams have the opportunity to put you through whatever they want to in terms of x-rays and and tests. And you could be a a player that's literally just going through the same medical procedures for 20, 25 teams. (laughs) That's got to be a pretty wild situation. And so uh, this is... This is a real serious grind ahead for these players, and I, I, for one, am excited to uh, learn all that we can next week at the Scouting Combine.
1: So our objective today is to talk about which players in each position group have the most to gain Mm -hmm. by their performance in any capacity, not just athletic Mm -hmm. testing, but in any capacity. And when I think about the quarterback position, which is where we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball, and then we'll go over to the defensive side of the ball, after that, but we're going to start on offense. I think Matt Corral has the most to gain because Matt Corral is the only one of these top quarterbacks who was not present in Mobile and has had some opportunity to of the top quarterbacks to make some semblance of an impression on NFL teams. So for Corral and the interview process, I'm not worried about the workouts. I'm not worried about the... RPMs or the miles per hour on the ball. I'm worried about Corral getting into interviews for the first time. Something we won't see, I think is going to have the biggest dynamic at play for the quarterback position next week.
0: Well, my answer was, was Matt Corral here as well, Kyle. And I think you highlighted some good stuff there, but I think if he's able to throw that's going to be really good, especially because the last time we saw him was, was getting carted off the field, right. In, in that, mm-hmm. that old Miss game. And so uh, to show that he's healthy and able to throw if he can, but then if he if he can throw, um, it's going to be really helpful because we got a chance to see the other top quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl all on that same field and kind of got to stack them up against each other. And this is Matt Corral's opportunity. And you have to like where he slots in the pecking order because they go alphabetical. Jack Cohn, Matt Corral, Dustin Croome, Caleb Ellaby he's going to look pretty good. He's not going after Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter or something like that, man. He's going to look pretty good stacked up against those guys. So hopefully he's able to throw and it uh, could be a big day for for Mr. Matt Corral at the combine. Running backs. running backs. Yeah. I, I have, Cheers. Man, okay, Don't I have double, two guys. Man. written. I'm not no, going to do no. it. I'm not, I won't do it. I won't do it. I'll just pick one. I'll pick Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. All right. Okay. And, and for, for me, what this comes down to is his ability to catch a football is outstanding. And you're not going to watch running backs, of the combine showcase their vision and contact balance and ability to be powerful or anything like that. You're going to see him run, do athletic testing and catch a football. And Kyron Williams, I think. He's right there with James Cook. James Cook might be a little better catching the football, but for Kyron Williams to showcase that pass-catching skill set in front of everyone and for the league to salivate over what this guy can mean for an an NFL offense and getting the running backs going out of the backfield and for that quarterback that they have, it's a passing league. I think Kyron Williams has a real opportunity here to not only test well, right, because he's kind of a, a unique player in terms of his size and play speed, and just kind of how it all meshes together with the type of player he is. So if he can run well and, you know, really move the needle with his pass catching ability, which I think he can, I think that some of the appreciation that has been lost for Kyron Williams could be recaptured. 4-4-9.
1: That's my guess.
0: Oh man, if he runs 4-4-9, that's phenomenal.
1: That's my guess. He's really good. He's going to have a good week. Uh, So I kind of went the other way because I agree with everything you said, but we knew Kyron Williams was a good pass catcher. So I, I was thinking from the perspective of who can show us something that we're not sure of from guys who we know can tote the rock. And um, I'm really interested in how Brees Hall tests. I think Brees Hall is a super productive back um, but playing in the Big 12. Uh, One of these backs who is on the bigger side. You know, he's not Brian Robinson, but he's a bigger back. But we generally have perceived him based off the production that he's had at Iowa State to be somebody who has taken advantage of at least up until this year. And we haven't done our cross check on him yet. So I want to be fully transparent on that front. But coming into this season, the impression was he's highly productive, but a lot of his production comes off tackle in zone concepts. And I've seen some clips where it looks like he's got a little bit more wiggle to him this year, but I want to see how he tests because this running back group is wide open. If he ends up coming mm-hmm. in at 210+, plus, he tests really well, his agility scores are good, we know the production's there, well, he could really try to stake a claim towards the top back drafted, in my opinion, because we're looking at, and that's not necessarily to say that I would rank him there, But you look at Kenneth Walker and there's questions on third down skill set. I certainly think Isaiah Spiller is the biggest threat to be RB1. But if Brees Hall comes in and offers similar or better athletic profile, what's to say he can't challenge for that role too? So I think Brees Hall has a really good opportunity here to kind of shush the the questions uh, about his system production versus who he is as a player.
0: You know running back I think is gonna run well that's gonna surprise people is Brian Robinson. Uh, uh,
1: wait, wait. From, uh, I was gonna guess. Were are gonna guess I probably oh, okay. wouldn't I probably okay. wouldn't have guessed Brian Robinson. It's fine. It's fine. It's
0: fine. Go ahead uh, a, he, according to Alabama.com, they did um spring forty times back in twenty nineteen. Brian Robinson Robinson ran a four four one.
1: He's he no question that. he's explosive. It's, it's it's can you get him moving well, laterally? Yeah. That's his question, you know?
0: Sure, but I think he's going to run fast. All right, tight end. I'll give you honors here.
1: Okay, so we're looking at tight ends. Um, I was mentally prepared for wide receivers.
0: Oh, we could go to receivers?
1: Uh, no, I'm just looking over the group right now. I would probably have to say Greg Dulcich from UCLA. We saw him really shine at the Senior Bowl, and he came into that group, and it was perceived that Jake Ferguson was a higher-rated prospect, and Isaiah Likely was a higher-rated prospect, and Trey McBride was a higher-rated prospect, and Jeremy Ruckert was a higher-rated prospect, right? And then you also had Kate Otten and Jalen Widemeyer who weren't there. But Dulcich came out of that week, and we were the most impressed with him out of our personal group at TDN. Now, if he comes out and he tests well – like he's a plus athlete or at least a above average athlete on top of what he showed at the senior bowl on top of the tape that he has is being one of the most productive tight ends in the PAC 12, I think for the last two years and being mm-hmm. somebody who could play with his hand in the dirt. Let's freaking go like this top 100 train is getting ready to leave the station, but he's got to finish what he started in mobile and he's got to test. well.
0: Uh, staying true to the, the spirit of what we're trying to deliver here in terms of players that have the most to gain I'm gonna go with Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas AM because I mean he might run 4'8, dude. You know, like he's not an explosive athlete. He's a big guy, and he doesn't necessarily block like you'd expect for a big tight end. And there's a discrepancy between I think some of the hype that existed a, a year or two ago and and seeing some of those big contested catches that he made in the red zone, and people fell in love with that. And then you watch the tape and you realize that there's some limitations here in terms of athleticism, and he doesn't block as well as you'd expect for a guy that's like 260 pounds at tight end, and so if he can showcase himself as fast, it won't make the question go away it, that we are concerned about play speed, but it could certainly help him. And so I, I think being true to to who has the most to gain, I think it's Jalen Watermeyer showing a a faster profile than you know. I kind of think he's he has.
1: So we have wide receivers next, and then we do need to have an appreciation that the NFL Combine is a bunch of A-holes and put all their offensive linemen in one group. (laughs) So we'll have to identify one offensive lineman. But one wide receiver first, Joe. Is there a name that pops to you? Because I think there's a right answer here.
0: Ooh. Whenever you say that, I always get nervous. But uh, I'll stay true to what I had prepared to say, and that is Traylon Burks from Arkansas. That's the guy that I think has the most to gain. Well, for, for me, he's the right answer. We'll see what he weighs. I, I think it'll be he's going to try to run fast. So I think he'll be maybe in the lower 220s. Um, there's some reports out there that he might have 11 inch hands. You know, I think that's going to get people oohing and on about 5X. his size. Five yeah, I mean, that's I can't relate. That's uh, these are eight and a quarter here, folks. He's got a 11 inch hands. That's that's uh, unfathomable to me. Um, but I mean, being in the two twenties and, and you know running in the four fours and jumping and showing the explosiveness that you know motivates people to continue buying into him as this multifaceted weapon um, at two hundred and twenty plus pounds, it's going to move the needle. And so I think that he can really um, he can really make a case to be a top one or two receiver in this draft if he does what I think he can do.
1: Speaking of receivers threatening to be a top one or two receiver in this draft, Drake London from USC.
0: Mm, Is he
1: able to test? Is he recovered? What's his medicals look like? This is a guy that predictively, you look at the bigger outlets that exist, the ESPNs and the NFL networks of the world, this dude's going in the top 13 like every Mm -hmm. time a mock drops, you know? So I'm really fascinated. I don't, his injury happened on, I think October 30th. So he's had a, a reasonable amount of time to recover. I don't know how severe the injury was. I don't want to speak out of turn and say that he should be recovered because I'm not privy to that information, but if he could test and he tests well, buckle in because, you know, there's already this perception about him with his frame and his length and his ball skills and his ability to create after the catch this past year. And, how he was used more on the outside in 2021 versus being a, just a big slot guy, which was the perception on him initially as a projection. So uh, I think Drake London has the most to gain. I don't know that his body is going to be ready to take advantage of it, but at the very least get in into the medicals and showcase, okay, we're healing well, create some optimism on that front, and then go from there.
0: Offensive line, Kyle, Um I think I went first on receiver, so your your honors here on O line.
1: Um, I mean it's it's tough to really get context on offensive linemen, right? Because they they're not doing anything contact wise. You're just looking for movement skills. Uh, but I would I would shout out a guy that's at the top of several offensive tackle rankings in Charles Cross. How heavy are you, and how well do you test? If you end up putting on mass in your three hundred five, three hundred ten. And you still test with the kind of athletic profile that we are expecting. That's going to be a huge win for him in his bid to show that I'm not just a pass protector who's playing in an air raid offense and I can't anchor and I can't play dynamically in the run game. So uh, I would look at Charles Cross uh, amidst in that battle for OT3. Right, Because I think we all expect Iquanu and Neal to be the first two tackles off the board in some order. But Charles Cross, can you convince Carolina to take you at six? Or one of is one of the New York teams looking to take you with their second pick in the top ten? We don't know. So I think Charles Cross has a big opportunity in front of him.
0: My answer here, I think, is going to provoke a reaction from you. My answer is Darre Rosenthal from Kentucky, who um, – your words, not mine, insane athlete, right? Just absolutely insane in terms of his mobility. Yes. He's an explosive dude. And so I think that's going to, when people see his numbers, right, that's going to move the needle. But oh just God. as big as yeah. his numbers is, is there's some questions here, right, about some things that happened at LSU, why he was uh, suddenly at Kentucky. There were some suspensions in his past. So answering those questions and, and having teams feel good about you and then showing off what is probably going to be rare testing, um, I think can really move the needle with, with Darry Rosenthal in this uh, offensive tackle situation.
1: Listen, what's real more quick, important than real quick, okay. real quick, real quick, real quick. If LaRaven Clark can get drafted in the third round, Dare Rosenthal's listed oh. at three twenty seven with incredible length. And he's twice the athlete that LaRaven Clark is. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: What's more important than peace of mind, nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash or use the code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but
2: it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe that's b-l-e-a-v again that's athleticgreens.com believe these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens take ownership of your health
0: Okay. Time to talk defense, Kyle.
1: I am fairly certain Ooh. we have the same answer here. So would you like to go on the E and three? And okay, we did not sure. talk about any of this before. No, me, but I just I, I can feel it down in my plums that, that we're we're on the same page. Down
0: in your plums. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. It's a eastbound and down reference for those uninitiated.
0: <laughs> so the E and three. So three, say it. Okay. I'm probably going to screw this up, but I'm ready. So
1: I'm going to say three, take a head bob, and then say it.
0: Okay, a head bob. All right, that's good. That's good information. Yep.
1: So three, boom, speak. Okay. One, two, three.
0: Devontae
1: Wyatt. Okay, wow. Cool. We did. Kind of went the other <laughs> way on me there. And that was a long head bob, too. Go ahead. Devontae okay. Wyatt. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Devontae, your answer's good. Your answer's good, Kyle. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. Dude's an insane athlete. He's an insane athlete. Um, you see the quickness. You see him chasing down Bryce Young after stumbling. I mean, this guy's got some crazy range in the run game and plays extremely hard. And and I think that his athletic testing, especially with some of the agility stuff, is going to move the needle. and. You know The sack production's not going like, to pop off the, the box score for you when you look at it, but this guy has every tool necessary to be an impact pass rusher in the NFL. You saw him dominate the one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl, and you've seen plenty of high-level reps where that explosiveness and his hand usage is able to get into the backfield and affect the quarterback, and you see the range. I think he's going to test off the charts.
1: So Karloftis, for some people out here in draft space, he's edge two. And then for Mm -hmm. others in this draft space, he's like edge eight. And the questions are, how long are you? And how fluid are you? And how good is your change of direction skills? So I think about the combine and the opportunities that are afforded to you at the combine. And he has the most to gain because if he comes in and he's a little longer than we think, and he's fluid and he tests well with his agility scores, then he's going to check those boxes and then the people who have questions about length and about fluidity in space are going to have to go back to the tape and try to reassess okay did he recompose his body is that why it's different where was the disconnect because that's the value of the combine and testing so i just look at george karloftis the variance in rankings that exist for him and if he does well in indianapolis It may narrow that scope, but it's going to be on the upper echelon of what that range currently is.
0: All right. Linebacker.
1: Linebackers. Leo Chennault, Wisconsin. We know he's going to test crazy in explosive situations. It's been already reported he's going to be benching in the 40s on the bench press. Uh, He was one of the most dynamic blitzing linebackers in football. This past year, he was an absolute monster coming downhill. My comp is Brian Cushing. Uh, The question is, what's the value of Brian Cushing in today's NFL? Well, it's not dissimilar to the questions that I have about George Karloftis. I want to see what your change of direction skills look like. Are you going to test well in your shuttle? Are you going to test well in your three-cone? Or are you just a linear athlete? Are you the Leonard Fournette of linebackers is effectively what I need to know. So if Chanel comes in and he surpasses expectations because I don't have very high expectations for his agilities, if he checks that box, I'm going to feel good about where he's projecting as a potential guy who's getting into day two. And just the question is how high the ceiling is on day two.
0: So I had two names written down, one of them being Leo Chanel because I figured you would pick him. And so I wanted to have something else in my back pocket. I'm going to go with Damon Clark from LSU. And the reason I'm picking Excuse him me, is because we, we've we seen the NFL discriminate against linebackers that, that you have questions about playing in the box. Well, you really don't have that question about Damon Clark. He's ready to go playing downhill, taking on contact, stacking and shedding blocks, all that stuff. The question is, all right, what type of athletic profile exists here to make you believe that he's a rangy guy that you feel good about dropping into coverage? and. Maybe even sometimes being able to carry some routes down the field. Well, the NFL Scouting Combine is going to be a great opportunity for for Damon Clark to showcase that part of his skill set. So I thought he's, those were the two names that really popped for me.
1: He's a first off the bus guy, too. We saw him in Mobile. Yeah. And holy sh- you know, Prevent mm-hmm. Chris from having to put the E on the, the podcast on all of our outlets and say <laughs> shnikes. But... His build is, like, first off the bus, looks like high-level NFL player ready to go. It's just a question of can he apply that athleticism? And instinctually, when he gets into a system, how quickly can he take to it?
0: Cornerback is up next.
1: Yeah, No, it's DBs, DBs. They're all in the same bucket, sir. No! Yeah, and I feel like you because I have two names. um, and, And one at each spot. Okay. I'm only going to oh. pick one, though.
0: Okay, fine. Uh, can I start? Oh.
1: No. Uh, yeah, you can. Go ahead. I spoiled it. No, one. you
0: already started. Kyir Elam. Talk about him.
1: Kyyer Elam. We just did his cross-check for today's scouting meeting, which we're getting ready to hop off the podcast and go to right now. And you could tell the football IQ is really high. And the ball skills are really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about his movement skills. I'm a little leery about him as a functional athlete. So uh, in a really good corner class that I think three of my top six ranked players right now are corners, uh, and there's depth to this group too, Kair Elam has a lot to gain by being a really smart player who is an adequate to above average athlete at the corner position. And if he's not, then I don't like the writing on the wall for what that can (laughs) become for him.
0: Future Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, Kyer Ealing yeah, because that's kidding. the the perfect perfect spot for him. That's the corner they like. Okay, um, I'm going to pick this this player because he's going to put on a show, and he might be the fastest guy there. And that's Tariq Woolen from Ooh, UTSA. Well, I mean, I think we all expect him to like put on a crazy show. Right. And so it's just about going out there and doing it. And he's not the most polished corner, right? Like is there's work needed here, which is expected for a guy that recently converted from wide receiver, but his size, his explosiveness, the way I think he's going to test is going to have people really buying into those high level flashes on tape and um, buying into him as a, an earlier pick than the consistency that he's shown on tape to this point would suggest. And obviously there's a lot to like, and he's, He's certainly a guy that's worth betting on in terms of traits, and um, he may come out of he may kind of come out of India as the guy that everyone's talking about.
1: Uh, any parting thoughts?
0: Would have loved to talk about Daxton Hill, but you know,
1: yeah, he's a good football player.
0: Another he's day, man. Football. I was we'll, swooning we'll over that da- tape. We'll,
1: swooning. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Daxton soon. But that's going to do it for us here on the show. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino and Chris Schubert, somewhere in the ether. We appreciate Chris and his hard work helping to produce the vidcast version of the show. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on your podcast streams. And we want to also thank our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast and for being the best gambling outlet that you could possibly dream of. So make sure you check them out as well. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, thanks as always for checking out Draft Dudes. Make it a go. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.